your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 362 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. We've got a brand new podcast that will help get you hockey smart. The Crosscheck podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends at Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat for you guys, part two of our crossover episode with Mr. Jay Forrester of Locked On Blue Jackets. If you missed part one, I definitely do recommend uh, starting there, but not totally necessary. You could listen to this one first if you'd like. And just for full disclosure here and full context as far as uh, the conversation that you're about to hear from myself and Jay Forrester, we recorded this episode on Saturday, and so we're going to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit. Obviously, one or two games from some of these series have been played since the time we recorded it. That was just the time that worked for both of us as far as uh, the recording schedule. But I think we mostly speak in kind of broad topics, and I I think it still works. I think you'll still kind of get a feel for our thoughts on the Stanley Cup playoffs, which have obviously been a lot of fun so far. And uh, yeah, here we go. Part two of our conversation with Jay Forrester from Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets. Enjoy. You know, I I figure with all that said, we might as well. uh, I know we want to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'm wondering, Jay, is is there any series? You know, obviously we got eight series going on. It's a ton of fun this time of the year. Uh, Is there any series that's kind of caught your attention that you just think is appointment television? Man, I got to watch this team play that team. Any any series that's done that for you? Yeah, I have been having just the most fun watching the western conf the western division yep um the vegas wild series is a lot of fun uh watching the avalanche systematically ruin the lives of everyone in st louis has been just a ton of fun um i'm really excited for montreal toronto i think when that really gets going that's going to be just like much must must watch hockey um Obviously, it was it was a shame the the Tavares went down so early in game one. Like I had big plans to. I was t- I was talking to Laura Saba of Locked On Habs about this actually. I had such big plans to like chirp at Jack Campbell and like make bad jokes about Corey Perry looking like a Doctor Who villain, and then that happened. And I was like, well, now I feel like I can't enjoy this game. And obviously, you know, it's bigger than than me being disappointed that I can't tell stupid jokes on on Twitter about it, but. I feel like that series is um, not tainted, but I think it's not going to be the series that, that people thought it would be. I think it's going to have the, the Tavares injury hanging over it for however many games it goes. I could see that. And I, I think that, um, you know, Toronto, it's gut check time for them because fairly or unfairly, they're kind of becoming labeled as one of those teams that gets it done in the regular season. They've got all this skill, but they don't really have the grit to get it done in the playoffs. And, you know, everything that happened to them in game one, I mean, that fluke injury to Tavares. And, you know, I know people tend not to like Corey Perry unless he's on your team, but I mean, there was nothing he could do there. I mean, he tried to avoid him and his knee just clocked him in the head. Um, but, you know, that happens. And then, you know, of course, the game is tied at one late. 
Toronto gets a power play. And I was watching this game and I'm thinking like, oh, you know, maybe maybe they'll score here and they'll, they'll get game one. And then lo and behold, Montreal scores shorthanded and they win the game. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's gut check time for Toronto. I think for that reason alone, you know, that's going to be a very intriguing series going forward for sure. Yeah, I think it, everything kind of hinges on game two, I think. Um, but yeah, that that goal, the the Paul Byron shorthanded goal was just... I watched it and then was like, no, that didn't happen. And then watched the replays. And I just, I still don't understand how he managed to score basically like falling face face first onto the ice and just yep. like flicking a stick one-handed. Like just a, just a complete nonsense nonsense goal like of course it was against toronto like yep, that was that was that was it but like game two i think is 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 it's crunch time for the leafs i know you know it's it's a long series going down to nothing does not mean anything you know in 2018 the washington capitals went down to nothing against the blue jackets and you know look how that ended up going for them but i feel like if toronto doesn't win game two it's going to start getting in their heads. They're going to start second-guessing themselves. And I feel like if they don't come out of this, this these two games tied at one, I think mentally they're just going to kind of fold. And I think that's that's the the problem with, with Toronto is um, they're just not there, like, in terms of, like, emotional maturity, I think. And I hate to talk about, like, oh, well, that you know they they don't know how to want it enough and but i think it's 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 a very young team and i think it's a team that is kind of dictated by their emotions a lot and i think yeah. that's 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 something that they need to figure out if they want to if they want to get somewhere in the playoffs because it's a shame because austin matthews is just a world class talent you know, Mitch Marner, as much as I dislike him, phenomenal player. Morgan Riley, phenomenal player. It's a shame that Freddie Anderson has kind of fallen off a cliff because I really like Freddie Anderson. You know, it's it's a team full of good, fairly likable players, and it's a shame that they don't seem to have the um the mental fortitude to just to stick it out in, in the playoffs. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I can't figure out the the reason for it, but it's whatever it is, whatever they're doing, it's not working. No, I'm with you. It's going to be, it could almost be like a defining moment in, uh, you know, that franchise's, I don't want to say history, but at least their recent history, you know, this current group of players, can they find their way through this? And can they beat a team that I think a lot of people think that they should beat? I mean, nothing against Montreal, but, you know, Toronto had by far the better record in the regular season. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Products can be enjoyed anywhere. On flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. 
Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I'm curious about this, too. You know, you mentioned the Wild and Knights, and I totally agree with you, Jay. I think that's been just an, a fantastic series. It's kind of been, I mean, maybe not so much in Game 3, but the first two games of that series, uh, the goalies, man. I mean, Cam Talba and Marc-Andre Fleury, both just standing on their heads. So if you like good goaltending, anyone listening to this, I highly recommend that series. And um, I'm I'm curious, Jay, uh, if there's a team that you're, that you're rooting for in the playoffs, because for me, it's the Minnesota Wild. I kind of decided that going in just because, you know, they have Matt Zuccarello, just a beloved former Ranger. I mean, every Ranger fan loved the guy. And of course, Cam Talbot spent a couple of seasons with the Rangers as well. I think he's always been an underrated goalie. Uh, you know, Matt Dumba's a lot of fun, plays with a lot of fire and uh, Caprice off exciting young rookie. So I, I'm just kind of taking a liking to the wild. But is there any team that uh, that you're pulling for in these playoffs that you'd like to see lift the cup when it's all said and done? Yeah, I think it's again, it's for me, for me it's it's Minnesota or Montreal, um, which is just very surprising to me because ever since I've gotten into hockey, like completely irrationally i've just been like oh man montreal don't like those guys don't like anything about them uh don't know what it was just for some reason i decided that that montreal was the worst um and i've kind of somehow turned around on that um i think partially it's you know laura and scott are great people and i've talked to them a lot about it they clearly you know they love this team a lot and so that helps um they have a lot of former players that I that I like. I love Tyler Toffoli. Um I obviously Josh Anderson is doing really great things for them in the minute. It's impossible not to root for Kerry Price when he's on his game. Um but yeah Minnesota I think is the team that has going back to kind of what we talked about at the at the beginning, they have the most potential for chaos. They have the most potential for being an upset team. I think if they take down Vegas, I think they could potentially go all the way to the final. Depending on who comes out of Colorado, um, St. Louis, I think it's probably going to be Colorado at this point. Yep. But I feel like the Wild matched up fairly well against Colorado this season. And if they can take down Vegas, then why can't they take down Colorado? And if they come out of, the, if they come out of that division, I don't know that there's a, a diff- another division that can, that can beat them. And yeah, they're just, they are, they're a lot of fun. And people have been making kind of snarky comments about it. I thought the Wild was supposed to be fun. Why aren't they scoring more goals? 
But like, and I don't, I like to me, and I don't know if this is because I'm a goalie myself, one nothing, two one games are the best kind of hockey for me. I hate these six five, seven six nightmare overtime games. I don't think it's good hockey. I don't think it's, I'm sure it's exciting. I don't think it's fun though. And I think that's a, that's a a distinction that, that people make very differently to me. I will take a one nothing game any day of the week before I take a seven six nightmare. I'm with you. And it's not just with hockey for me, for pretty much just about every sport. I tend to prefer low scoring games. You know, I think the quality of the sport is probably higher when it is low scoring. I mean, look, every once in a while, if you want like a seven six overtime playoff game, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, give me the give me the game that's tied at one one and going into triple overtime. I mean, to me, that that's just phenomenal hockey. And, you know, it just makes it that much more impressive and that much more uh, noteworthy when a team finally, you know, gets that overtime winner and gets the win there, you know? Yeah, like I'm thinking specifically of like the five overtime Columbus Tampa Bay game yep. last last postseason. I watched that I whole game. That swear was, to God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I that that so that game started early for me. I think it was like it was like a nine p.m. game for me over here, and so I thought, oh, brilliant! It'll be done by like eleven thirty. I can record. I can go to Little bed. You I'll know. have the, the episode done, and then it's you know the next thing I know, it's three a.m. I'm still sitting on the couch. They're still playing like. Jonas Corposalo is making his 97th save of the night and looks like he's about to collapse. But that was, for me, that was the most fun hockey game that I watched that entire playoff run. Yeah, I don't remember which goalie it was, but I I think one of them got close to 100 saves. They were at like 89 saves at the end of the night. I think, yeah, Jonas Corposalo, I think, made 87 of 89 saves in the end, which is... Just makes my legs want to fall off even thinking about it. Like, (laughs) and... Like and even we lost that game, and it was still the most fun I've had watching hockey in a long time. And that's the that was the opening wild Vegas game for me. Everyone was like, "Wow, this game is so boring." But no, there's something there's something that I really love about watching two goalies just kind of basically duke it out, and everything else is just kind of set dressing. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it for the goalies. Is is yep. is what I'm saying? I guess. It's uh, it's the ultimate X factor too. That's how you get upsets in the playoffs, man. And, you know, a goalie gets hot, and he can take you a long, long way. Um, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, look at Jonathan Quick in oh yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, Jonathan Quick basically decided the Kings were winning the cup in two thousand and twelve, and dragged the the corpses of every Los Angeles King <laughs> with him. Corey Crawford were... did it in two thousand and thirteen. Like it's yeah, it's funny you mentioned Quick because I remember that year uh, that the. The Kings were actually the eighth seed. And like you said, he basically just put them on his back and took them to the Stanley Cup. And then, of course, two years after that, you know, it's Rangers Kings. And, you know, being a Ranger fan all these years, the, the reason why I always felt good going into any playoff series was Henrik Lundqvist. Because no matter what, you know, no matter who we're up against, I feel like we've got the better goalie. And that was maybe the only playoff series I can remember, you know, maybe the last year or two notwithstanding. But the only playoff series I can remember where, you know, I could look at the other side of the rink and think like, man, that guy's just as good as Henrik Lundqvist. He might even be better, you know, that against Jonathan quick in the finals that year. And of course, you know, you saw what happened, the the five game series win for the Kings and Jonathan quick was Jonathan quick. And there's just not much anybody can do about it. Yeah. Sometimes when a goalie is on his game, like, and again, potentially it's my goalie bias kicking in, but it's when a goalie is hot, when a goalie is on his game, I think it's, 
way, way more exciting than a guy scoring a hat-trick. Like, as fun as Nathan McKinnon having seven points in two games or whatever it is, uh, is, you know, that's fun. But just shutouts, that's way more fun to me. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. And also, Jay, you know, something else that I've kind of noticed uh, is that I've at least heard rumors that maybe Columbus could be a dark horse in the Jack Eichel sweepstakes. And of course, you know, it feels like Jack Eichel's name comes up in trade rumors, you know, every couple of weeks and this offseason, it might actually happen. I've heard that the Rangers are in on him and now I'm hearing that maybe they're cooling off on him a little bit. Uh, do you think Columbus could kind of throw their name into the hat and get involved here? Do they have uh, the, the types of, you know, draft picks and prospects and everything that they would maybe make a play for Jack Eichel? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I think every team is doing their due diligence on Jack Eichel. You know, you'd be stupid not to, to to at least make a phone call and be like, hey, what what are you looking for in return? I don't know that I want to give up what Jack Eichel is going to command. Um, I've, I mean, I've seen some I've seen some trades rolling around, mostly from Sabres fans who are like, yeah, we'll take Oliver Yorkstrand and Cam Atkinson and a first round pick. And we'll get LA involved and they can take Zach Warinsky and half of Eichel's salary. And then we can have, like, the Blue Jackets can have Eichel for whatever half his salary is. Is he making, like, $9 million at the minute? Uh, he's making $10 million, so yeah, million. pretty so, much. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get Jack Eichel for $5 million, But, like, I don't know that I want to give up that much for one player. It's as good as a player he is. I, I think I'd rather... I would rather keep the pieces that we have and not like and not basically gut our our chances to win now. I don't think we're gonna be contenders next season. I think we'll be better than we are this season. But I don't know that I want to get rid of, you know, for example, our second best defenseman and a first round pick and two and our two top scorers this season for one player. Because who's he gonna play with? You know? No, it's, if, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That's like and I think again, every team is like, yeah, of course we'll take Jack Eichel in the same way that I think if uh, every single team would be like, oh yeah, well, of course we'll take Conor McDavid on our team. Of course we'll take Sidney Crosby. Of course we'll take Alex Ovechkin. But like, you've got to think about what what you would have to give up. And I think yep. in the case of guys like Conor McDavid, I absolutely would give up all of those things because Conor McDavid is a player that can, as we've seen this season, can basically just steamroll the entire league. You know, yep. he can he can score at well. What was it, 100, 102 points? In yeah, in a, in a fifty-six game season, yeah, yeah, bonkers, just, wild. just yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah, but Jack Eichel is not Conor McDavid, and I don't want no, to give I up agree. a yeah. ton. I don't want to give up as much as I think the Rangers are going to. Um, sorry, not the Rangers. That the Sabers are going to ask in return. I would rather pick up a cheaper 
center somewhere else. I'm not going to lie. I haven't had a look at the, the centers that are kind of potentially available this, uh, this off season, but, and again, we have a lot of the blue jackets are a super young team. We have a lot of pretty good prospects. We have a lot of guys that like, are not top centers yet, but very well could be. Um, I think Jack Roslovic was a real kind of gem in that, that trade. I've been calling it the, um, the Jack Roslovic Pierre Luc Dubois, trade because he of those of the three players in that trade jack roslovic finished the season with the most points the most goals um so he was a real kind of a real kind of upside to this season we've got guys like alexander texier who is uh he can play center he's still kind of working out the the kinks in his game but he could be a potential you know second or third line center so i don't necessarily think that we need to go out and sell sell the farm to get one guy back and i like i imagine you kind of are in the same boat like what the rangers would have to give up to get eichel would make it probably not worth it yeah i've had a pretty similar take to pretty much everything you just said there jay i mean basically the way i see it i mean listen it's tempting jack eichel take nothing away phenomenal player and you also got to keep in mind all the stats that he's put up through his first six years in the league he's done that with the buffalo sabers so it's not like he's had a ton of help right so, right. I mean, he's a great player. He's very young. Players this young, this good, don't become available in a trade all that often. But like you were saying, I mean, you'd have to give up so much to get him. And, you know, as I was talking about earlier, we have Mika Zibanejad. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, at the end of next season. And so if you do all these, if you do this Jack Eichel trade and you give away, you know, Pavel Buchnevich or Andre Miller or a first round draft pick or some of these other prospects that the Rangers have, and then you let Mika Zibanejad walk in free agency, you kind of have the same problem because you're still going to be pretty thin at center. And I think maybe the more rational thing to do here is to just give Mika Zibanejad a new contract. I realize he's a little bit older than Eichel, but Mika's only 28 years old and he's been a fantastic player for the Rangers over the years. And if you re-sign Mika, you don't have to trade all these players. And I, you know, Mika's going to get a nice payday. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think he's getting 10 million a season, which is what Jack Eichel is getting. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's cheaper and you would have to give up less to uh, hang on to Mika than you would to acquire Jack Eichel. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and, it's, and it's something to consider, but I, I'm lukewarm to it at best. Yeah, and the, the other thing is as well, like, Yama Kekalainen has repeatedly said he doesn't want to improve this team through trades or through free agency. You know, a couple of seasons ago, Bobrovsky and um, Panarin, we tried to re-sign them, but we couldn't. We let them walk. Uh, we didn't end up re-signing. Uh, Duchesne, I was all pumped for us to sign Taylor Hall this offseason. Didn't happen. And Kekalainen has repeatedly said he doesn't want to basically ruin the the hard work that he's put into building the team that we have to get a player like that. When, you know, and, and potentially we're, we're in line to pick top five in this draft. If, you know, potentially, to, you know, knock on wood. Yep. potentially we could win this. We could win the lottery, you know, and that's, a, yeah. that's the first overall. And I think I would rather have that than than Icon. I think Kekalainen would as well because he's very kind of particular about how he builds this team. And if you look at the the makeup of the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, all of our key pieces, we drafted them. Both of our goalies, Columbus draft picks. Uh, Bjorkstrand, draft pick. Wierenski, draft pick. Uh, Atkinson, draft pick way back when. You know, the only piece in our core, really, 
that we haven't traded for, it, that, sorry, that we haven't drafted ourselves is Seth Jones. And we have, yeah. to, we have to trade our fourth overall. We have to trade fourth overall Ryan Johansson for that. So it, it just yeah. it doesn't seem like it's, it's Kekalainen's MO to pick for three the of really good yeah. players and throw them at Jack Eichel when he's so insistent that we, like, you know, our, our homegrown talent, I think, is what he wants more than, than to potentially become a contender in the next two seasons with Jack Eichel. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. It sounds like it's a team that's really kind of built from within. You know, they kind of, a lot of, a lot of homegrown talent. Um, I figure, uh, well, Jay, this was a ton of fun. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? Do you care to throw out a prediction? Who's, who's going to be lifting the trophy at the end of the season? Oh, man. Um, I will say, I'm going to say Boston. Okay. Ugh. I, know. <laughs> I hope not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I hope not happy not. about it, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. Them and the Penguins, man, like with the, I mean, usually the Rangers and Bruins aren't in the same division, but the Rangers are always there with the Penguins. And obviously they have a rivalry with both teams. Those teams just won't go away. I'm so tired of every single season. One of those teams is in the finals or they're playing each other in the conference finals. It's the worst. And uh, black and yellow teams, man. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to say avalanche over Penguins in the, in the finals. I think it's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a high scoring series. I think yeah. if that's how it goes, it's going to be the Crosby versus McKinnon show. All right. So once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Jay Forrester from Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets for teaming up for this two-part crossover edition. And a huge thanks to you guys as well for tuning in, as always, to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. And for the rest of the week, going to look to line up a couple of more guests for you guys, as well as, you know, continue to dive into impending Rager free agents. We started that last week. We're going to continue with it uh, a little bit later this week. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.